welcome to episode two of Talking Green and Gold, where two young blokes talk all things Australian sport. And joining me in the studio is Eagles diehard, seventh grade premier bowler and topspin maestro, Morgan Klug. Thanks, Stu. Happy to be here. And joining me, of course, is the man himself, Frio fanboy, fourth point guard and podcast enthusiast, Stuart Sterling. Oh, mate, I'm excited to be back. It's going to be a good episode, I reckon. Let's rip into episode two. Of course. So on this week's episode, uh, what happened this week? Shane Warren passed. Massive, massive week. Rod Marsh also. Rod Marsh as well. Debo Creek wicketkeeper passed. Shane Warren passed. Pakistan India test is going. What's happening there? Amy Community Series is going. Footy's back. Footy's back. Oh, mate. UFC 272 was yesterday as of recording. It was on Sunday. Um, and some news in the NBA as well. Um, let's get right into this with win of the week. Let's get into it, Stu. This is a famous victory. A magnificent performance. What a legend. Take us away. What was your win of the week, Stu? Uh, my win of the week... Oh boy! Um, so it is Monday currently, um, which means yesterday was Sunday. Um, if you go by your calendars, well, it's long weekend this weekend, Stu. Labor it, Day for us in WA. It was. It was um, a pretty nice long weekend, if I do say so myself. So yeah, was. Sunday was a good day for me. Um, I had a long sleep in, and I watched UFC two seventy two until about one o'clock. Um, nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't the best pay-per-view i've ever seen um but you know there's not many better ways to start your sunday um and then i went out to lunch in the city in northbridge um oh spectacular place um uh indian i think it was an indian fusion oh, yeah? some sort uh, yeah i went out with my friend don't mind that yeah it was really good and then i came back and watched the community series derby amy yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a big one. Obviously, no crowds were allowed into that game. Of um, course, of course. But yeah, that was a what. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later, Stu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll but learn. but that's my win of the week. I had a lazy sports field Sunday. Um, oh, it's a it's a good it's a good routine to get into. I reckon. How bloody good! <laughs> oh, mate, I'm I'm loving it. As they say over at the Big M land. I'm loving it, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. McDonald's. All right, so it's your turn. Win of the week. Go win for of the week, Stu. Well, as you said, um, this week, obviously, long weekend in WA, Labor Day, mm. um, today, as of recording. Um, I, last week was a very busy week for me. You of know, course. You know, with uni and work, you know, you know how it is, Stu. Mm-hmm. Um, but last week in particular was busy because I had a lot of uni assessments due, sort of was right up until Thursday on midnight doing this bloody uni assignment. I obviously had, you know, normal uni and work. Um, but then this weekend, me, my family and two other families, but pretty close family friends, got a few kids different ages, went, we um, sort of try to do a few things together. We booked a house down in Mandra on the canals mm-hmm. and we took our Quintrex boat um, and just had, a you know, three nights away. I, I went, only went down for two, but um, two nights away on the beautiful canals of Mandra. So um, shout out to any of our listeners in Mandra. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful spot down there. Beautiful spots, Stu. Yeah. You got like all these new houses, right, built on like canals so you got like yes. the, we had the house and then it just goes into the canal it's like beautiful beautiful water as well so we're jumping off that jetty like our own private jetty jumping off into the water going canoeing all sorts of things i um scurfing as well on the old biscuit and donutting oh yes yeah the peel inlet that was very fun as well but i tell you i am <laughs> sore i feel like i've been hit by a truck mm. I, my <laughs> muscles are aching so much like feels like 
any of listeners out there, when I used to play footy, it feels like an absolute, you've played an absolute banger of a game of footy. You mm. just be taking hits everywhere. Yeah. And I just feel like I, like I'm just aching like, oh, anyway. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, that was my win of the week. Oh, a bit of poker as well down there, Stu, Ooh. 120 yep. bucks. That oh, was good. Not bad. Um, yeah, this morning I was woken up by someone eating cereal, which was, um, oh. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a bit weird actually, Stu. I don't know. Woken up by eating cereal. Yeah, well, How did so she she's gone. She's going home early. This is one of the other f- daughters of the um, she's like nineteen of the, the families. Yeah, and she went home early. So I'm because it wasn't much room. I was sleeping in the living room with this other girl and this guy, um, friends, and then they were they were leaving early. She had work or something today. Of course. Um, she woke up, but I was still in there. So like, and it was near the kitchen. So like, I get uh, people making noise. Yeah, yeah. But like, there's outdoor tables and fucking dining tables. Yeah. Um, and she could have gone and eaten out there, but she's fucking <laughs> she's sitting on I'm trying to keep PJ. She's <laughs> she's sitting on the bloody couch yep. next to my bed. Yep. Eating cereal, and you know that clinking of the bowl on oh, the the that. metal on the like the ceramic. Yeah, it is just so infuriating. So, you know, that's fine. Sit down next to my head and eat <laughs> cereal at seven thirty in the morning. No worries. But anyway, no great weekend, lots of fun, and um, we're going to sleep well tonight. I'll give you the big mm, tip. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was our win of the week. Um, on to our next segment, the pressure gauge. And Morgan? The pressure gauge. It's yes, your turn. Yes, Stu, it is my turn. Um, all right, well, do you want to get the timer out? And uh, Oh, yeah, do you want me to? Um, I've got it here. If you, oh, you get it out, yeah. Yeah, do you want me to? Yeah, just put it. All right, Morgan. Um, so with the pressure gauge, uh, Morgan gets 60 seconds or one minute to uh, describe what happened in the last week of sports. Um, so he's put under the pump a bit, so we'll see what he can get out, and then we'll have a chat about it after. So, um, Morgan, whenever you're ready, you can start the clock. Uh, yep. Three, two, one. Spin King, Shane Warne passed away. WA wicketkeeper Rod Marsh passed away. Australians in Pakistan. Pakistan produced a very high score. Australia chasing it down, doing well also. Going to be one of the highest scoring runs in, in test history. One of the highest scoring tests in history, apparently, um, from both teams. Amy Community Series, Eagles lost again in the second preseason derby to the Dockers. Um, Dockers won. Gold Coast beat Carl- Gold Coast beat Geelong. Um, had the Devon- Devonport game in Tasmania. That was good. Um, oh, what else happens to you? Jeez, I'm just f- backfiring here. Um, under the pump. Under the pump. Uh, yeah, a bit of NBA happened. You know, <laughs> the bit NBA. Of, bit, bit of, bit of, yeah, I, I know. I know about that, man. Yeah, I know all about it. Um, yeah, a bit of tennis. You know. Yeah. Anyway, I reckon that's that's me done. <laughs> that's you done. We still have yeah. seven seconds. Five, uh, four, three. Usman Khawaja out of ninety-seven in his home country, second home country. There you go. That's the timer. That was um, absolutely horrendous. That was look. I don't want to say shocking because I did pretty bad last week, but um, yeah. Shocking. I just got through all the other stuff too <laughs> quick, and I should have elaborated. But I like I can't go through. I can't remember off the top of my head every single game that's happened. Like mm. I can if you're talking at me anyway. So. Yeah, it gets you. It gets you. Uh, that's, that's the that's point a, of the pressure. Gauge. That's what a weekend away does to you, Stuart. Oh, mate, tell me about it. All right. Um, you did. <laughs> you did express your the extent of your NBA knowledge in that pressure gauge. It's um, pretty low. So, tell me in depth 
what happened in the NBA, Morgan. I'd love to know from a <laughs> from an NBA um, yeah, uh, fan. Yeah. Oh, there were there were just games, you know, games? just games, man. Like oh, I don't know, just you know, people playing in like New York, yeah. LA, just oh, like yeah. teams just you know doing well, scoring threes, yeah, triple doubles. Yeah, uh, it's just like yeah. Who's gonna win the championship? Oh, I do, Raptors won last year. I do know that. Um, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they did not. All right. Um, oh, who's going to win the champ? I don't know. Oh, if I, if I had to put my money on it now, I oh, just too many teams, dude. Like, yeah. I, oh, look, if we had to lock someone in, we'd mm. potentially lock in the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Okay. Miami Heat. I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I don't know, man. Just, you know. Just, yeah. Too many teams. They're all good. Yeah, they're there's thirty the teams. The intensity, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Just the intensity, man. Yeah. Of course, all the players putting balls in the yeah. buckets. Yep. Just, yeah, just you know, shooting, shooting threes, threes and, and dunking you know, and dunking triple doubles, mate. Yeah, know, I love a good triple double. Yeah. Speaking of triple doubles, Josh Giddy, um, rookie of the month again, fourth time, I believe, um, setting the NBA afire. Good on him. Yeah, he's um, Street. he's impressing. He's very impressive. We love to see. Australians doing well on the global stage. Yes. We're all about Australian sport. Yep. And Josh Giddy, Adelaide boy, played mm. for the Adelaide 36ers yep. in the NBL. He is just lighting up. Mm. He is just doing so well. And we yeah. love we love to see it. Australians on the centre stage. Yep. Just It's just great to see. So, mm. um, yeah. Keep going, Josh. Yeah. Keep going, mate. Love love to see it. I mean, he's, um, he's really the full package. He can do a little bit of everything. So, yeah, so um, tell me what he can do. Oh mate, because um, obviously you know I've, I've, yeah, I've seen all okay. his highlights, but you know just 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 yeah. tell me again, like you, for our viewers, just in okay, yeah, terms. you already know. I'm just saying for like the sake of the viewers, yeah, yeah. Um, so Josh Giddy can do a bit of everything. Um, he's a big he's a big guard. He plays a bit of point guard, a bit of shooting guard. Um, look, shooting's not his strength, but he can hit the three. Um, he's a pretty good finisher. Above all, he's he reads the game really really well, so yeah. he's a really good passer. Mm -hmm. Um, there was this highlight a few weeks ago of him hitting an inbound pass with like 0.7 seconds to go that saved them the game. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he can, he can just read it um, above everyone else, and of course with his size at the point guard or shooting yeah, up how position. Tall is, how tall is he? He's about six eight. He's about six, six eight. eight so he's a he's a big bloke. Um, so that means um, some pretty good defense, and he can rebound the well. Rebound the ball pretty well for a guy. Sounds guard, like a so. pretty bloody good player, if you ask Yeah, me. He, he does a bit of it all. So bit of a bit of a side topic, Stu. Mm. They say in basketball, my younger brother loves basketball. Okay. They say and he's always going about height. Oh, you know, you gotta be tall, you gotta be yeah. tall, you sub the height. But is it true that because do you know Muggsy Bogues played for yeah, the Yeah, five foot three. Yeah, five foot three. I think he's the smallest NBA player mm -hmm. in history. Um That's correct. Would you say you being tall is a prerequisite of playing like professional high-level basketball um i wouldn't no i i don't think so um but i think it gives you like a leg up above everyone else and it's not even close um if you had a really good six foot two player and a really good six foot eight player obviously the taller guy is gonna you know get picked first yeah uh, but, but guys like, like isaiah thomas has proven um that size doesn't matter all the time I think he came fourth in MVP race as a five foot nine little guy, um, and we've had guys like Spud Webb and Nate Robinson and that um, play in the NBA as well. Which so is, you reckon? Look, I, re I reckon yeah. You need you need to be tall, but yeah. at the end of the day, if you're like one of the best basketball players in the world, you'll 
you'll make doesn't, it. Doesn't matter your height. Doesn't matter, yeah. no. So it's a bit of a mixture of both, you sort of reckon. Or yeah. like mainly height, but skill. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And they're, they're tending to um to move away from the lumbering seven-footers in favour of... Yeah, because they don't have very... They're not very fast. And yeah. They don't have good, like, quick... Skill either. Like, recovery, because when you're tall, you obviously create more resistance and stuff and you're, yeah. like, moving... F- it's you can't get that power and that explosiveness, yeah. and yep. that's what it really that that and the, the versatility. Someone who's six foot nine can switch better on defense and maybe dribble or shoot a bit better than someone's a bit yeah bit bigger yeah. than them. So um yeah, you're seeing lineups like Golden State really did it first with Draymond Green playing center at yeah. six foot five and um yeah. So it's it's going towards. You know, being six foot eight is probably your yeah. So we're, we're sort of mo- what you're saying is moving away from the ultra tall sort yes. of um, lumbering, lumbering, huge. just mountains of yeah. a person. I mean, you still get that, but yeah, not yeah, so much yeah, anymore. yeah. You're always gonna get it, but that's that's because yeah, that's unlike an AFL where it's more about. Because I think AFL being tall for ruck is obviously good, but it's important. And, you know, you know, you got half forwards and forward yeah. like key forwards, yeah, but. You don't need to be tall if you're yeah, small and yep. you're explosive. You can yeah. play like Ruck Rover or something. Yeah, or be a small forward. Small or something forward, like exactly that. in the pocket or something. Um, like look at people like Liam Ryan, not that yeah. tall, but explosive. It takes mm. you know air is amazing. His air yep. like just oh, amazing marks. Yeah, speed and crumbs mm. the ball and kicks goals. So and then you think of Caleb Daniel as well, who uses it really yeah, well. Yeah, Caleb foot. Daniel. Caleb Daniel, I think, is what one of the under more underrated players in the AFL. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, so, so good. Yeah. They think that his short stature has lent himself to better kicking because yeah. there's less ball drop between hand and foot. And so that creates less of a um, rate of error. So. Oh, because, yeah, when you dr- if you're dropping it from height, there's yeah. more chance the ball can move. And yeah, dr- yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're going. Yeah, if you're literally putting it on your foot. Because you're holding it. You're yeah. literally putting it on your foot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that, I reckon that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think there might be a bit of that with um, – and, and players with really long arms that can hold the ball down to their foot yeah. better tend to kick more precisely. But, yeah, players – you do notice a lot of ruckmen yeah. who are quite tall yeah. have very – you know, um, sort of unpredictable kicks. Yeah. And very, they just put some absolute floaters up there. Yeah, like. mate, tell me about it. I watched Sean Darcy kick a football. <laughs> like, um, good player, but... <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's going to yeah. be, uh, yeah, hard yep. to hit the odd drop hunt just uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, enough about Ruckman and size and basketball. Yeah. Um, what else happened in the pressure gauge that we need to expand upon? Shane Warren. Shane Warren. I think, let's just tackle that head on, Stewie. That's yeah, right, a... Yeah. Um, Massive, massive thing um, happened in Australian sport, obviously, because Shane Warne, arguably the best, probably arguably one of the best, de- uh, definitely one of the best cricketers we've produced. Yeah. Um, arguably the best spinner. Um, but, yeah, so died in Thailand. In, yes. In Khoisamui. Khoisamui. Mm-hmm. Um, like Island holiday area. He was staying in villas. Yes. Um, $4,000 a night. They look quite Ooh. nice, yeah. Four grand a night. Four grand a night. Or bet- or they said between one and four grand, but I don't know what. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Pro- they probably had the full package, had the chef and <laughs> the masseur. And yeah. The, no, yeah. Um, but <laughs> he died at 52. Yeah. Heart attack. Natural causes. That was confirmed tonight by the Thai police and the coroner's investigation. Yeah. Um, looks to I – obviously, we were – we when Shane Warne stopped. Shane Warne's last year was uh, two thousand and five, if I recall. Oh yeah, yeah. So we would have been, you know, two and three. So we were obviously never alive to see him play. Mm. But you know, the ball, the century against Michael Gadding in nineteen ninety three yeah. at 
old tr- uh, in Manchester, I think it was. Yeah. Um, it was just amazing that the amount that ball turned and spun yeah. is just, um, and that was baller's entry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I actually saw an article in the paper this morning about Michael Gatting saying he was, you know, as much as you don't want to be like getting out like that, mm. he's like he was proud that. He was part of that bit of the century, and it, yeah. but it makes sense. Like he's paid, you know. It's that was a massive moment in cricket, and like you know, it would have been replayed around the world, like in America, where you know cricket's not that big. Mm. You know, would have been on their news. Like, oh look at this! It's just a, a sporting yeah. feat, um, and that sort of shot Shane more into like a bit more sort of the public eye. I think yeah, like superstardom, um, like superstardom. But and obviously, like he was a great spinner. So it's it's just, it's sad, you know, that he died at fifty two, which is very young, mm. but at the same time. He, you know, smoked and drank like a trooper. Yeah. And he was going on the sorts of these fad diets. Like apparently he was on <laughs> two weeks on a juice diet or something. Oh, So man. it seems like it was very, very jarring stew. Like he'd go yeah, one way. very sporadic. I saw a picture of him eating hot chips and a pie. Yeah. <laughs> when he was commentating the ashes. Yeah. And then now he's going like a juice diet in Thailand. Yeah. It's like, I think, and that, you know, he had, I think, how you describe it is, he had 52 years where he packed a lot in. Yes. And I'm sure he had a good time. He did some questionable things in there as well. Like <laughs> yeah. we can't we can't stand up and say Shane Shane Warne was the best bloke in Australian sporting history because that's not true. <laughs> Probably not. He was no. a great sports player, but he yeah. did some questionable things. He did some he did some yeah off the field. He did some mm. you know sketchy things as well. Yeah. Um. But for the most part, he was a good player mm. and he seemed like a good guy that you know wanted to represent his country. Yeah. Um. So it is disappointing, but. I was shocked when I heard the news, yeah. but not surprised, I think, because, and I saw former teammate Ian Healy talking about it as well, and he said he wasn't surprised because, mm. you know, he just- the lifestyle. Lifestyle, yeah. and, you know, he was partying, and he does all sorts of things, and traveling, and now he's doing, me- he did media. Mm. Um, so, yeah. They're naming a stand at the MCG mm. after him. I heard about the, this. The Great Southern Stand, the, it's going to be the SK Warren Stand. Yeah, I don't mind um, that. So, I think that's a good way to honor him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I th- that's about- but I think, you know, right. Shane Warne, he had 52 years that were, I guess for him, he probably loved and enjoyed. So, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. you got to sort of, you know, death is also a celebration. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to um, look at it actually. Yeah. yeah. So, but Rod Marsh also died. Obviously yeah. that got overshadowed a lot. Yeah. Um, WA, WA great wicketkeeper. He was a great pioneer of the sport. Not related to, um, not related to Mitch and Sean Marsh. Their dad's Jeff Marsh. Um, but yeah, he was a great as well. And obviously he was 74, so he li- lived a good long life. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't alive to yeah. see any of him play, but from what videos I've seen and footage I've heard, I've heard he was an outstanding bloke and a great sportsman. So mm. rest in peace to both those cricket players. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Has this sort of put a shadow over the series in Sri Lanka or... Pakistan. <laughs> you know so much about crickets, too. It's just not funny. I love bats and balls. Um, yeah, bats and balls, mate. Um, yeah, look, that's actually a good question. That's that's a good that's a good question. Well, you're probably getting confused with the T20 in Sri Lanka. Oh, yeah, um, that's the one. <laughs> that's that, no, but Pakistan now, Stewie. Yeah. Um, that was that's a good question though. Um, I think yes, to be honest. Mm. Um, but at the same time. I think, oh, definitely. But I think the Shane Warne news was not even sport news. It was like, it was mm. front page, back like page, middle news. page. Yeah. yeah. It was every page. I opened the paper the other day. There was a, like a 10 page, you know, folder of him on the front of the paper. And it was front page, back page, is everywhere. You mm. know, the media, they've certainly covered it. And like, they've covered it to death. Like, mm. not pun intended, but, um, <laughs> they've, they've seriously, <laughs> they've like, they've written, you know, and they've talked about it a lot. Yeah. So, um, 
I think it's sort of not even like it just becomes like a big thing where it's like anything else in the world happening. That's what's happening. And then if you sort of know what I mean, mm, like, yeah, you know, it's sort of like that's not even sport. It's not even cricket anymore. It's not even cricket. It's about an Australian personality. icon, personality. Yeah. Um, larrikin. Um, so I think, I think yes and no mm. at the same time. But also the fact is that they were in, they were in, um, Pakistan at the time, obviously. So I think it's because obviously we're black arm man and had minutes yes. of silence as well, which I think is really good. So yep. at the same time, the players can probably go out on the field and go, you know, mm. a lot of them knew Warney and, um, you know, sort of he did a bit of coaching here and there and they can go, you know, this is for Warney. So um, good and bad. But also at the same time, it brings people onto the cricket because you go, Shane once passed away. All the Australians are in Pakistan at the moment because some people that might not know. Yeah. So um, look, to answer in the short, yeah. yes and no. Okay. Um, yeah, yes and no. Yeah. So, um, on that minute of silence you mentioned, um, Shane Warren was an avid Saints fan. He was, yes. I saw some Kilda posting their tributes. They did do a minute silence before the game with Essendon, mm. um, which I did not watch. I did not watch the game, but the Saints got up. N- not me either. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Either. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch many games this weekend in terms of the footy. Um, yeah. do you have a tips on paper? I do. Oh, can we can we check who's um? Look, this is just preseason. We're not going to count these. Yeah, yet. these. Are, th- this is more of the warm up. This is this the, the um, warm up. This is this is setting the tone for the mm. rest of the tipping competition. Wink, 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 wink. At some famous podcast. Set the tone. No one's licensed. Set the tone, Stu. Just to be clear, that's um, have they not? What if I'm we just sure, like steal sure. it? What if we just steal it? What if we just Should we hop on right now and like go like trademark or something <laughs> in Australia? <laughs> set the tone talking to Mate, yeah. could you imagine? Could oh. you imagine? But I think they can still say it. That's if you write it. Yeah, no, like, they can say it, but they can't put it on merch. And um, no, I've got a shirt that says set the tone. <laughs> I'm about to own that. <laughs> oh, um, wouldn't that be a turn of events? Yes. That would so, be very um, funny. But no, it will set the tone for the rest of the season. Yes. Um, and I have them right here. Here. Do you really? Do you? Oh, I've ripped out the page. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, far out. All right, it's okay. We'll come back no, no, next here. week. Uh, yeah. we'll no, 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 no. We'll do that I'll, next um, week. I'll, I think I took a picture of them. So we'll just, oh, did you? I'll find that later. We'll just come back to that later, I think. Oh, yeah, I reckon. Or, um, um, yeah. We'll but in terms later. of the footy, um, look, Carlton beat Melbourne. Um, Paddy Cripps looks back to prime Cripps. Um, had a big preseason, apparently. 30 touches, four goals. Yeah. I mean, I think it's preseason, but I think Melbourne should bounce back from that. Yep. Did you watch the Lions-Dogs game? Lions-Dogs? Yeah. No, I didn't. Labeled the best preseason game maybe ever. Um, Lions got up yeah, by okay. a goal. Uh, can't tell you who was good or who wasn't. Because did not watch it, but astronaut kick three, love love me some astronaut boy from Rockingham, Stu. Yeah, actually, the, I was down that way this weekend. So, um, oh yep, yep. Little uh, nod to him. I reckon he's uh, put mm. that performance on. You know, uh, drove past his homeland. Yeah, he yep. WA boy. He's um, oh, he's just he's a good grab. He's everybody. just a good bloody grab, and he's just yep. a good player. Like mm. some of the WA the recruits oh, we mate. produce are just out of this. Buddy world, Franklin. Stu. Just I'll leave that there. WA boy. W Buddy Franklin. One of the best forwards, if not the best for 
Oh, actually, best no. forward of the modern era. Yeah, best. Yeah, I was about to say because yep. you know, like Lockett and stuff. Yeah, you can't really compare. Yeah, no, no, I, I didn't. Um, didn't want to. Oh yeah, of course. Um, then the Tasmania game in Devonport between Devonport. Hawks and Richmond. Richmond got up by four goals. Yep. Then the showdown Port won pretty convincingly by thirty-seven. Yeah. St Kilda took out Essendon, which was a bit of a shock to me. Yeah. Um. Then GWS convincingly beat Collingwood. Sydney did the same to North Melbourne. Um, I'll come back to the Derby. We'll talk a bit yeah, talk more about, about that. after this. And then uh, today, right before recording, the Suns got up on Geelong. Oh, I know I tipped that because I remember. Yeah, I think we both tipped home. this. Oh, I don't know. I reckon you tipped Geelong. No, I don't think so. I <laughs> oh, think well, you'll yeah. find Well, um, uh, the sheet was um, yeah. But, yeah, also, Stu, mm. I want to touch on a bit of AFLW. Yes, um, I reckon I've read you some of the scores from the week because I did see it. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> St Kilda thrashed Geelong, not thrashed Geelong, but St Kilda beat Geelong. Yeah, nothing there. Richmond beat GWS. Yeah, nothing's no there. Melbourne okay. beat Fremantle one hundred and seven to nineteen, biggest margin in AFLW history. Yeah, and Fremantle are fourth on the. Well, they were. They're like fifth. On the ladder, they were supposed—they're supposed to be good. Yeah, fourteen teams in the FW. and <laughs> Melbourne—they're now one on the ladder. Yeah. I think Melbourne, led by Daisy Pierce, who's going to oh, do a bit yeah. of um, she's a gun. Perhaps going to do a bit of coaching for yes. NFL teams. Yeah, yeah, we'd like to see th- that'd be good. Um, but mm. Melbourne—I reckon they're going to have AFL and AFLW premiers. I think would they be the? Would they and be the, the first number one, team number to, one on the ladder to do that? Well, AFLW's only been around for like what four, three or four years. Well, I mean, Adelaide won. Uh, a for W flag, but, but the, the Adelaide men's team is not very good. Yeah, but they've won a flag before, but yeah. in, other in like in consecutive years, has, yeah, it's never happened before. So well, in the same season though, because this oh, would be the, yeah, yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like in You're the right. same. If Melbourne win this year, men's and women's. No, no, I mean Melbourne last year, obviously yeah. men's won, but I mean I think the women's season is like oh, it carries it, over. Yeah, you know, because it starts. It started last year. I it started think. in November, didn't right, it? It started the first week of Jan, I think. Yeah, seventh of Jam was the first. Oh, oh, so technically, I guess, but you could say that because it, you know, the grand final was only in end of what was it, end of September, October. Um, so I guess you could say that that's the same season that sort of switches over. I mean, that'd be stretching it a little bit, but I see what you mean. I think it'd be the first team to go consecutive. Yeah, consecutive. I think that's that's the word because they've gone one season, then they've gone the next season. Yes, um, and then in other AFLW news. Uh, Brisbane beat North Melbourne. Carlton beat Gold Coast. Oh, Carlton Gold Coast. Oh, no, Carlton. Do we... That's the, um, yeah. Did we watch any of these morning? Ad- Adelaide beat Carlton. I, I, I didn't watch any of them. Um, I didn't watch any of the Amy Community Series either, to be honest with you, Stu. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I look at the scores. I look at the highlights. and yeah. see a bit. West Coast, though, thrashed by the Bulldogs. Mm. 68 to 8. Ooh. That's also a thrashing. Um, West Coast, we're 14th on the AFLW. Oh, mate. But we're Number one draft pick, though. Watch out. Yeah, we're a new team though, so because yeah. we were one of the last teams to come in. Yeah, and then the next four, te- the next other four AFL clubs that don't have a team, they're introducing one next year, I think. Yes, um, but right now, yeah. So Adelaide's at the top, Aaron Phillips, and then Melbourne, Brisbane, North, Freo, Collingwood, Bulldogs, Carlton, Gold Coast, Richmond, Jet West, Geelong, St Kilda, West Coast. Yes. So yeah, I, maybe Melbourne are going to get. Up. I'm rooting for Melbourne to get up. Yeah, I think that'd be a good little story to have. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the one game, the one Amy Community Series game we didn't touch on was yep. the Derby. Yeah, wait. Do you want me to, um, 
I know where my street is. I can text someone at home and get them to send a picture. No, no, it's fine. We'll you do sure? that next week. Yeah, because um, that's when we'll be doing our tipping, eh? So, um, yeah, let's yeah, okay. let's let's touch on that next week. Because we, we yeah we've we've talked about some good stuff in this episode anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But the Dockers and Eagles. Um, look, I think this was a much more accurate representation of where both teams are at. Um, yeah, great contest around the footy. Like really good yeah. contest. Um. I think, you know, there were some good players. Tim Kelly, how could he? Yeah, Tim he Kelly seems to turn it on every, every derby. Stu, Patrick Nash as well from Richmond. Yeah, Came yep. over, like, was on a, was in, played Richmond against one of their preseason games, hopped on a plane, came mm. over here, then played a bit of the third and fourth quarter, kicked mm. goal, 14 touches. I yes. mean, that's pretty good, if I'd, you ask me. Yeah, I'd say so. I think, because um, so, the Eagles are finalising their list this week, I think, mm-hmm. or, as are all the clubs. Um, so it'd be interesting to see who gets sort of the permanent list spots. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, I, I saw some good glimpses from some Eagles players yes. yesterday. Um, how about yourself from a, from a free perspective? Look, I'm a little bit disappointed. Um, our ball movement didn't carry over. Um, we seem to lose the contest a lot more, uh, this week. So around the ball probably could be a lack of Monday playing in the middle and a lack of net five. Yeah, of course. Um, but at the same time, I think, yeah, I think this is what we have to expect from Fremantle this year. Um, sometimes losing it around the middle, but controlling it around the ground, playing that chip style, which I thought was good. I think we controlled the tempo um, a fair amount. I mean, if you look at the stats, all the top um, amount of marks went to Freo players. Um, but one... Very close game, though. Yeah, it like should... In the context, yeah. like, I, you know, obviously the margin was 13 points, but... But it yeah. could have been, yeah. Um, could have been three. Two two players I want to touch on for the Dockers. Go for it. Um, number one is Heath Chapman. Um, I think mm. this kid's going to be a gun. I think he's our shining light in defense. Um, he, he just attacks the football really, really well. And he makes decisions. And he seems to have this um, aura about him where he can slow the game down. You know, that sort of Pendlebury... Um, you know, control the ball and find the right target and make everyone else look slower somehow. Yeah. Um, he, I think he's got a bit of that about him. And uh, the other one's Michael Frederick. He kicked yep. one goal four, I think. Mm, that's pretty, yes. that's well, pretty poor. Look, that's pretty poor, but five scoring shots, most of the match. And the yeah, way that is good. Now, he's, he goes about it really well. Like, his intensity and his, mm. I think, attack on the ball is... um. Yeah. Very respectable. Yeah, and and the way he found space and um, his body work as well is really, really strong for someone of his size. So, look, I think there's some good things to look forward to, but I'm a little bit disappointed um, that we lost the midfield battle against a depleted Eagles. Yeah, well, Tim Kelly, I mean, he had 32 disposals. Kicked a snag. Kicked a snag, was just running amok in the midfield. Gaff. Also played really well. Um, Connor West played good as well. Yeah, I was um, impressed by Connor West. Yeah. Liam Ryan played pretty good. Um, who else? Oh. Yeah. Michael Walters it? back to four, yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, as I said, Patrick Nash looked pretty good. Yes. Um, yeah, and that was... Hearn was, you know, he's very consistent. Uh, Jermaine Jones, he's pretty good, actually. Mm. Young, young, young boy. Yep. Um, yeah. Clark and um, Brody. Played pretty well, I'd Tabernard say. played well as well, didn't he? He had a good first half, yeah, and then he I'd just forgot that he was playing a game of football. I mean, that, that's typical Matt Tabernard. He shows up for a quarter and a half and um, then packs it in. But, um, yeah. Classic. Yeah, classic classic tabs. But, yeah, I, I think it was a much more um, realistic 
uh, viewing experience of what both teams will be like next yeah, year. I think this year. This year. I think Freo are going to go well. I think I, I think Freo are going to make top eight. Mm. I also think Eagles are going to make top eight. But I think Eagles are going to be sort of down between six and eight. Yeah. I think Freo are going to be sort of around, yeah, four to eight. Um, not four, five to eight, sort of. Oh, I think that's pretty optimistic. I, yeah. I, I think, look, I, I know it's, you know, hard to say now, but I think Freo and they're not, I think neither team's going to obviously, I did say last year they're going to win the premiership, which is. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit cool. <laughs> a bit, bit ill-conceived, but yep. I can still stand by that. Yep. But um, I think both teams are going to have a season where it's sort of like, it's going to be good bits and bad bits, but I think I've got a feeling both will scrape into the finals. Because mm. I, th- I think it's been a long time. I don't think there's ever been a time where both Eagles and Dockers have, uh, like, oh, no, it's been a... 2015. Um, yeah, there's been very few, like, the Dockers have been around since 1994. But yeah. very few times have both teams made the finals at WA teams. Yeah, there was a stretch of about three or four years um, where both teams were in it. Did they, play? Did they ever play each other? We... Actually, haven't played each other in a final. In a so final, how would that be like? Someone's fought. Oh, mate. Well, twenty fifteen. Get yeah. this. Um, Eagles made grand final and played Hawthorne. Hawthorne beat Fremantle to get there. So if and it was only by. Oh, three or four I goals. remember that actually. Yeah, that was um that was the year everybody was saying it's going to be a WA grand final, mm. and everyone was like, oh, sure if it's a WA grand final, they're going to move the game to Perth. No, no. Um, which the AFL would never do, but they did have until the COVID. A, until COVID, and then yep. Perth got a grand final, and ironically, no, neither WA teams are in the final. So yeah, that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, we we were about four goals short of having a derby grand final in that, that would have 2015. Been absolutely, oh spectacle. mate, that I think that would be like the highlight of WA sport. Um, that would definitely be the highlight of our sport. I'd, yeah, you know, there's a lot of highlights, but that would be. Up the top, yeah, especially if it was a good game, like yeah, wouldn't want to blow up, but like yeah. Either way, both WA teams making the grand final in oh. Melbourne in a, especially WA team that we've got to travel the most. It's like yes. four out, four five hour flight to like all those states. Yes, and I know we try to get a lot of home games. The AFL are pretty good in giving us home games, but mm. you know, it's just it still is a. It'd be nice to be a Melbourne team. Gee, it would be nice to be a VFL team, mm. but I uh, look, they do. Um, you know, obviously the AFL can't change the yeah. Geographic, it's just how it is. of the country, and IFL is a great competition. So yeah, it's great that it's countrywide. Mm. Well, um, I think we have to move on to um, just the tip. So this week we don't actually have games to tip. And just to recap, I did write them down last week. Yeah, and we will, we will, we will look at them. Look at the next week because yeah. and next week because because the ones from this week won't they're. they're um, end of season ones we're doing today. Yes. So then next week recap the ones from the previous round, and then that'll be a sort of a yes. warm up into the our tips for which we're going to tip for round one next week because the next yep. game's next Wednesday night. Yes. Um. um so, but I will bring them. I will. I'll, <laughs> I'll set a reminder. Or okay. I'll, All right. I um. I hope I you wanna, do. <laughs> I don't want to forget. Okay. Um. But this week on just the tips, we're going over our premiership. Uh. Tip our top four tip our wooden spooners are Brownlow Coleman and Rising Star winners. Um, just because we don't actually have, you know, games to tip. So, um, we're doing our season tips. Um, Morgan, would I'll you like to go first? I'll be writing this down and I will not rip them out this time. <laughs> uh, yes. So, um. Premiership team. What's the first category? Premiership team. Yeah. You go first, you. Sorry. Oh, me? Okay. Put me on the spot a little bit. Look, um, Melbourne haven't looked great, um, in the preseason. And I'll tell you a team that have looked great. Bit of a bold call. Give me the Brisbane Lions for this one. BL, Brisbane Lions. Yes. Um, I think the Brisbane Lions might um, get up finally. They've had some woeful luck in finals in years gone by, but yep, yep. 
look, I think this is their their chance. Um, Melbourne are looking a little bit weak, and well, everyone else is around the mark. So are Port. Port looked pretty. Yeah, I was about to say. Port. I was pretty disappointed with Port. But, They'd be um, Adelaide in the showdown all the preseason. Yeah, showdown. but it didn't look great. Um, yeah, no. but my tip is my tip is Brisbane. You all right? Yeah, it's always hard to go from pre-season because we obviously haven't seen in a mm. real pressure situation of the premiership um, season. Yes. But, you know, <sighs> yeah, I actually also, Carlton beat Melbourne. I tipped yeah. them as well. I think I got some next week recap. I think I got some. I don't think you right. tipped Carlton. I, I tipped Carlton. I don't think oh, so. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we both were shocked by that one. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Off track. Um, yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know. I think it's, um, Jeff Westfall's looking pretty good. <laughs> You've got Sydney as well, I think. I think one of the Sydney teams will make sort of top four this year. Yep. Um, I'm going to go Port Adelaide Ooh. because last year they lost lim- elimination final at Adelaide Oval. Um, Wasn't it a prelim? Yeah, prelim, sorry. Yes. That, that, the right, yeah, that's yeah. sorry, yeah, not yeah, elimination. Yeah. The one right before the grand final. Mm. So they were so close um, and... I, you know, mm. I'm, I'm, well, I want Port Adelaide to, I like Port Adelaide, mm-hmm. um, I like all AFL teams, but I th- I've got a feeling Port Adelaide, just because they're hungry, again, they got this, you know, last year got sort of ripped from them, and they, they're looking good in the pre-season matches, beat Adelaide pretty comfortably, yep. um, don't have too many injuries, and you know, they got mm-hmm. people like Charlie Dixon, and yep. um, Ollie Wines, obviously, Brown yeah, medalist Brown last year, I, I think, I'm going to go Port Adelaide. All right. Um, what about your um top four? That's a good one. Top, uh, four. top four for me, Stu. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously gonna go Port Adelaide. Mm. I yeah, I put them number one. Okay. Um. Oh, in no order, in no order. Just oh, no order. Four. Okay, yeah. yeah, top four. Um, I'll go Port. Yep. Uh, Port. 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 Oh, what was that? <laughs> Brisbane will definitely be there, I think. Brisbane? Brisbane. I've got a feeling Port Brisbane Grand Final, just quietly. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Uh, Port Brisbane. I was going to say Geelong, but Geelong got beat by Gold Coast. So, mm. obviously preseason. But I think one of the Sydney I mean, teams. I still have the go, Grand Final. I'm going to go yeah. Sydney. Port Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. Yeah, okay. So and I'd say Western Bulldogs would be fifth and then. But that's, okay, that, yeah. that's my top four. All right. No particular order. Uh, that's a... Interesting. Top four, to say the least. Um, mine, I'm going to have to go Melbourne, of course. Yep. Um, I, I no order, but Melbourne. Yeah, no order. Melbourne, give me Brisbane as well. Yep. Give me the Western Bulldogs. Gee, this last team's going to be hard to fill. Um, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look, last week I would have said Essendon, um, but I'm going to say GWS. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm going to go with the Giants. Yeah, and you'd probably say GWS would be your fifth. Who? GWS? No, GWS. Your GWS is your fourth. If you yeah. had to pick a fifth, you yes. would go Essen. Ah, uh, oh, they oh, yeah. lost to the Sainters. Yeah, we'll just go top four. Yeah. Mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, our next category. Uh, wooden Spoon. Wooden Spoon? Mm. Uh, I think Wooden Spoon, I don't want to say Eagles, but... I wouldn't rule that out of the equation, mm. but I'm not going to tip Eagles to get the wooden spoon. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say North Melbourne. No, because um, that's just a bit dog, and they have Jason Horn Francis. So yeah, their midfield. Hopefully, you'll be able to lift them from bottom spot. Um, 
Yeah, Adelaide are not great. Potentially Adelaide. Do you want me to go? I've got mine off the top of my head. Yeah, you go. I'll think about it. Um, give me the Adelaide Crows. Lost embarrassingly last week. And look, they didn't really show up against Port. No. Um, scoreline was a bit generous, but because Port were just, um, they didn't really show up either. So I'm going with the LA Crows. Joshua Shelley looks good though. Um, Roy yeah, Laird yeah, will be yeah. out for some time, unfortunately. Yep. Um, drafted him in my fantasy league, so um, sucks for me. But yeah, give me the Crows. Give him the Crows. He says, I'm gonna go. Maybe Collingwood. They got Day Cost though. Yeah, the Crows. Yeah, I was. Gonna, yeah. I don't want to tip the same as you, but... You can, you can. I can. I might go Hawthorne. Yeah, that was the other team I was thinking. They, they got beat by Richmond on the weekend. They're not... Yeah. Haven't really injected any new sort of talent, I no. would say. Um, yeah. Yeah, Chuck I'm going to go Hawthorne. Yep. All right. Um, Brownlow medalist. You go. Me go. Oh. Look, I think this Brownlow medal is going to be quite difficult to... Um, pick Because I was going to say Cripps um, I was Because he had 30 yep. and 4 And he looks back to his best But Sam Walsh is going to come back And steal some votes He's injured at the moment Yeah but he'll eventually come back And yeah. nag some votes of him um, oh, Mate oh, I I don't know this one um, oh, I'm ready I'm locked in Yeah you go You go. Just from his sheer points of the week I'm going to go Tim Kelly Oh okay <laughs> yep. I know it's not bias the home team But Fantastic midfielder. Yep. He's in his peak. He's what, like 26, I think? Yeah. Oh, he'll have some um, room to operate as well with a bunch exactly, of injuries. Exactly, with a bunch of injuries. So I think he'll be given more responsibility. And I think especially, like, he'll be getting a lot of the ball. And mm. from the weekend, he looks so good. Mm. So I'm going to go Tim Kelly. I know it's, you know, it is my team, but yep. I, I honestly think Tim, I honestly think, think Tim Kelly. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for the Bont. Yeah. Um, I think normally it takes a bandwagon, and <laughs> it normally takes an elite year to get noticed, and then you win the Brownlow the next year, um, even if you weren't yeah. as good. Yeah, I've noticed that a fair bit. So um, I think that was the Bont last year. Um, so yeah, lock and Bont. Lock and Bont. Next category. Uh, Coleman medalist. Coleman. Uh, who won the Coleman last year? Lynch. Nah, it was McKay. From Carlton. Oh, yeah, Mackay, Harry Mackay. Um, Mackay. Oh. All right, I've got mine. I've you got go, mine ready. A uh, bit of a smoky. Uh, Melbourne Demons player, Bailey Fritch. Fritch? Don't mind that, actually. Sign me up for Bailey Fritch. Sign up, Bailey Fritch. I'm going to go... I don't love him, but I'm going to mm. go Tom Lynch. Right, okay. Just because I think that, yeah, he can. he's going to get a lot of goals this year. Yeah. Well, I could actually go Danaher. No, I'll go Lynch. All right. Yep. And last category, Rising Star. You go. Okay, so I had a few to think about. Um, oh, look, I don't want to go Dacos because um, that's the obvious answer. Yes. And I had two from last year's drafts that I was thinking about. I was thinking they? Heath Chapman and Elijah Hollands, mm. who are both still eligible. But I'm going to go for the Adelaide Crows forward. Josh Rochelle, he's going to be getting a lot of ball down yep, there. Yeah, um, You actually took mine, Stu. I was actually <laughs> thinking about, I was going to go larger Holland. Obviously, only played yep. under, didn't play, obviously, ACL. Yes. Last season. Um, he looks really good. Is he a WA boy? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's a Vic boy. Anyway, but I'm gonna, he looks really good for Gold Coast. So I think I'm going to go larger Holland. Mm. I think that's a good pick. What is he? What is he? Where is he from? Under 18. I think he's... 
Major Holland. Murray Bush Rangers. Yeah, big no, boy. Big boy. they're not a big boy yet. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I think he's going to do well. So yes. that's the tips. I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm also, I've written them down. I'm oh, also, take I'm a picture. Take, take a picture. Gosh, definitely, Stuart. Definitely. Not. All right. And whilst you're doing that, um, we're going to go to our little Q&A interactive yeah. segment. Pump through this. Um, yeah, pump through this. We don't have much time left, but. No. Um, okay. So first one, this one is directed to you. This is from yeah. AFL Amusement on Instagram. Yeah. Favorite Shane Warren memories? Favorite Shane Warren memory. Uh, I think. First one, I got two, is ball of the century against Michael Gadding in 1983. It's amazing to spin the ball that much. Yep. Uh, that's that's the one, I think, as everybody would say. Mm. Uh, second is um, a bit of an issue one. His, Shane Warne's highest test score was 99 because actually he mm. scored over 3,000 runs. Um, so he actually wasn't a bad bat, batter, batsman. Yep. Um, and he scored 99 against New Zealand in 2001 at Perth at the Wacker. Mm. So I think that was my, you know, he was obviously robbed of 100. Yeah. Well, not robbed, but he got out. But yeah. um, that was a bit disappointing. But also, like, you know, he got 99. It was in Perth. So I think yeah. that was also a good sort of way to, mm. you know. So I think that, that, that that's my second favorite moment. Okay. Sure. Great question. Um, thanks, AFL Amusement. Um, then next question we have from Chris, my co-host on Flag Manor. Um, Can Ben Simmons reinvent himself at the Nets? Oh, I'll, I'll leave this one to you, Stu. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, actually, nah, you go for it. No, I no, no, no. I, you know, just too tired, man. Just oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll 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 take over, you know. Um, ben Simmons of the Nets. Look, um, I'm not sure. We don't know yet. Um, I think his play style will fit the Nets really, really nicely. They need some defense. They need some playmaking. Um, and that's what he does. Um, as long as he doesn't play point guard, because I think he's a bit predictable as a point guard. Um, play him at the four or the five, I reckon. Um, let him run around down low and use his skill set properly. Yep. Um, yeah, look, great defender, great playmaker. He'll fit right um, aside Katie and Kyrie. Yep. Um, oh, the Nets are in shambles, though, so maybe... Oh, I don't think he'll reinvent himself. I don't think he'll add anything new to his game. I don't think he'll become um, a different player, but I think his skill set will be better utilized on the Nets. Well said. Um, yeah, I agree with all that. Okay, uh, last question from Richo Harry on Instagram. Um, took Miller for Brownlow. Chance? I reckon he's a chance. He if if we did a top five, he'd mm. be in my top five. Yeah, for sure. Um, he'd be in my top three. Yeah, top three. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably I'd put him in top three as well. Yeah. Um, he's definitely gonna be top five. I think yeah, top three. He's a good chance. He's not a. Mm. I'm surprised one of us didn't pick him, but um, I think he's a very good chance. Yeah. But. I just don't know if he can have another. I don't see the Suns winning enough games. Yeah, that's what I mean. The Suns don't have enough dominance. And I think that's where he sort of um, could maybe be a bit of a downfall. And I just, I think he's going to play well, but I just don't see him winning the Brownlow this year because Brownlow's obviously an amazing feat. So, yeah. yeah, But look, we could be proven wrong. Yeah. How about you? What do you reckon? Oh, I'd be happy to be proven wrong. I love Took Miller. Um, Took over co captaincy. With Jared Witts at the Suns. Yeah, that's, um, that's good. Good leadership. Yeah, good leadership. Look, I think he's the type of player that can win a Brownlow. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I just think where the Suns are at right now, it's probably yeah. not on the cards just yep. yet. But, agreed. Agreed. But yeah, um, look for him to poll near 25, 30 votes, I reckon. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So that's going to wrap up episode, episode two of Talking yeah, Green and Gold. Getting into it now. It was a good one. I think we're getting into the swing yeah. of it a bit more. Um, yeah, look, we'll be back next week. Back next week. Um, and we'll count the tips probably, as long as you yeah, bring the sure sheet. Yeah, i remember them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so 
Is there anything else you want to add, Morgan? No, that's all, Stu. That's Great all. Up, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yep. Go, go give us a follow on Instagram. Rate yep. us on Spotify. Yes. Very much appreciate the support. And get on Instagram and interact with us. Um, yep. Send us a message. And, um, yeah, on the questions, we do polls on Mondays and top on there and yep. put something in and see if you get mentioned. Of yeah. course. All right. Thanks, all guys. Right. Cheers, see guys. Thanks, See you next see week. Ya. Bye. See ya. Bye.